welcome to Badland Girls, the best podcast you've ever listened to. It's true. This is episode seven, Lucky 777, and I'm here, I'm Rhea. And I'm Destiny. This monkey's gone to heaven. God, uh, If man is five, then the devil is six, then God is seven. Oh, okay. <laughs> Well, there we go. <laughs> uh, just a Pixies reference for the top of the podcast. I appreciate it. I like it. <laughs> Thank you. How are so you how doing? Are you? Oh, oh, okay. Jinx. <laughs> uh, I'm doing well, aside from I can't get my septum piercing back in. I was complaining to Rhea off mic that it's. Uh, I had to take it out because I had surgery in August and I haven't been able to get it back in. <laughs> and it's not like I can just go to my piercer because covid so yeah. it's it's really making me sad i can't get it in i've been looking up all sorts of things online i can't get it in i want my septum piercing back oh man well we're gonna have a follow-up next time because i need to know if you eventually got it back in yeah definitely i will let you know i will keep you posted how are you Rhea larue <laughs> Rhea larue i am doing okay just uh, it was a very crisp morning. I was out very early this Saturday morning when we record this. And it was very crisp and cold and there was frost on the ground. And it felt really nice. I, I loved it. I getting an inch of snow tomorrow. Yeah. I made sure to get all my shit done today so I don't have to go out tomorrow. Because one, one of the perks of COVID, for me at least, is not having to drive around in snow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I feel bad for anybody that has to, like, actually go into their office and work. Cause yes, me too. Driving in that is going to be poop. Very much so. Um, but oh, yeah, boy. I'm also lucky and can stay home and work. So, yay. <laughs> yay, indeed. Yay, indeed. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. I was doing this meme last night online where it was like four games that helped me survive 2020. And I was like, I was so curious, like, do you have four games that help you survive 2020 that you can think of on the top of your head? Um, so far, I would say, um, even though I, I don't like it as much as New Leaf, Animal Crossing New Horizons. Yeah, that was uh, one of mine too. <laughs> um, definitely Stellaris, which is a space... I don't know how to explain it, but it's, it's, it's essentially like this 3X strategy game where you're just the god of this uh, galaxy and you make little space stations and try to take over the galaxy before anybody else does. Um, played a fuck ton of that. Uh, I just What's started, that on? Uh, I played that on PS4, but it is originally a PC game. Oh, okay. And then another one I've been playing on PS4 is uh, Genshin Impact, which everybody's been playing. Uh, uh, not me, so you're going to have to explain this to me, please. Oh, that's okay. <laughs> if, if you're on YouTube a lot, they show a lot of ads for it. So I just assume okay. everyone's playing it. Uh, it's, it's a <laughs> free-to-play gotcha game where you collect characters. It's essentially a Breath of the Wild clone. Uh, but it's out on mobile and PC and PS4. It's about to come out on Switch, but essentially you're like this traveler and you go on quests and it's an open world and 
it's just really fun. You collect characters and they all are affiliated with a different element. So you, you use different combinations of players to get different effects when you do fights. Uh, it's a lot of fun. I, I've been playing a ton of it. In fact, I did my dailies just this morning. Uh, nice. Yeah, Genshin Impact. And I'm trying to think of a fourth game. Uh, probably... Mm, fourth game. Oh, Em and I played Minecraft Dungeons. And Minecraft Dungeons is like a Diablo clone where you collect gear and you level up and, and you just go through these. It's a top-down sort of uh, bunch of dungeons based in the Minecraft world. And so everything's QB and cute. So is this something someone created or is this like something official? It's official. It's official. Oh, okay. It's just it, it, that style of gameplay, I guess, comes from Diablo. Oh, wow. That's really cool. I didn't know that Minecraft did stuff like that. Oh, yeah. It's pretty nifty. I've been playing a lot of Minecraft Minecraft 2 with a group of friends, but I haven't been playing it as much as I played Minecraft Dungeons with M. <laughs> oh, nice. nice. What are your nice. four games? My four games were Resident Evil 3 Nemesis, the remake, which I thought was very good. I played it four times, which I rarely ever do with a game. Ooh, that's awesome. And then... And then Animal Crossing New Horizons, like we talked about. Um, Paper Mario, which was my first Paper uh, Mario game, which I really, really loved. This was Origami King? Yes, this was Origami King. It was the the new one that came out. I really love that game. It's very smart and clever, and the writing is just amazingly good. I haven't played that one yet, but, like, the other Paper Mario game I played, which now I'm blanking on which one it was, I remember thinking the writing was so good. <laughs> yeah. It's incredible. And then my last one was the Final Fantasy VII remake, which what I was just blown away by. I want to play that just to see what the differences are, because I really like Final Fantasy. It's not my favorite Final Fantasy, but it's, like, uh, it's up there. It's pretty good. I, uh really like it so i uh i would like that was my first final fantasy oh that's wonderful yeah a remake (laughs) of an old game i'd never played one before and i just loved it i yeah it was so cool i really liked it i'm glad you enjoyed it yeah thank you because i was always kind of curious i'm like well what are people like for people who play a lot of video games like what are your four games that really got you through this year because i feel like People who play video games have been doing a lot of that <laughs> during these COVID times. Yeah, I have nothing else going on. So it's like I, I'm either <laughs> watching Fargo or I'm playing video games. Like, that's all I do now. Or I, I watch movies. But uh, as far as TV shows, Fargo is getting me through. Thank God for Hulu because... Uh, I don't have cable and I can just watch it every week and this is my first time watching it uh, week to week since I started the show because I just watched it on Hulu in one big burst while I was on leave and uh, now I'm watching it week to week just like a cable owner do you like it the new season do I like what oh the new season is so good It's, it's introduced this new element that's like kind of supernatural and i don't know where it's going wow yeah that show is fucking weird as hell it's so good um but yeah chris rock is in this season and jason schwartzman and uh it's a lot of fun that's awesome 
You know, speaking of Chris Rock, I'm really bummed that uh, COVID delayed his Saw movie, which was the first time I was interested in Saw in like 10 fucking years. Did you see the trailer for that? I think this is also... No, I have not, but I that also piqued my interest. Yeah, it's just called Jigsaw. It feels like it's it's a remix, maybe, of the Saw franchise, but Chris Rock executive produced it, and I was just like, I don't know, I'm just kind of blown away. The trailer looks really interesting. And to be fair, I will be honest, I liked the first Saw movie. I thought it was good. And then I never watched any of the other ones, so I have no idea what they were like. I saw the first one but it was it suffered from this problem where my mom and my sister were both like it's amazing so i had really high expectations so it didn't meet my expectations but my mother watched everyone religiously up until she died and has them all burned on like you know people used to burn movies onto discs for people yes oh my god i did not know this she had a coworker when she got sick, like burn her all the Saw movies, and they bought her all the Cheech and Chong movies. So, <laughs> what a great combo! Yeah, I thought that was really funny. So I always associate the movies with her. So part of me is like, I gotta see this for mom. <laughs> oh man, how many were there? Like six? I want to say there were seven, and they were oh my god every Shit. year. But I don't actually know. I, uh, we might have to have somebody write in a correction. And let us know how many there were, uh, how many there are, because uh, I'm curious and I don't feel like looking it up while we're recording. Uh, but yeah, uh, I only saw the first two, I want to say, and I just thought they were gross. Like they didn't like I didn't love them, but uh, I'm definitely seeing this new one because I'm just curious. And part of me even wants to go back and maybe for not I don't have time this year, but next year for October maybe go through them yeah I um it with uh kind of like not exactly like you kind of avoiding the Saw movies but I avoided them just because I thought I was above them because I used to be a real horror snob and (laughs) now I'm like no I should watch these they probably have some value I mean uh, I, I'm finding that I'm enjoying a lot of different horror movies, no matter what the quality is, and that even the really bad ones don't feel like a waste of my time the way a regular like action movie or drama movie or romance movie would if I truly hated it. I feel like watching wide, widely is just the way to go. Like, don't yeah. be a snob. Just be open, you know? Just be a sponge. Yes, <laughs> and speaking of movies with like a billion uh, installments, I found online that they're selling the complete Resident Evil collection, and I'm on a Resident Evil kick right now, and I only saw three of the seven of those movies, so I think I'm going to buy this collection and watch them all. I love those movies. I <laughs> barely played a Resident Evil game uh, just because I don't like scary games. <laughs> That's fine. Uh, uh, but... Uh, it's so funny because I love horror movies, but when you're put in control of it, that's when I don't want to do it. I'm too scared. No, it's uh, it's ten times to- playing a scary game is ten times scarier than watching a scary movie. <laughs> so, I'm, uh, but we watched all the movies a couple of years ago, maybe a year ago. Time is a construct, and I loved them. I thought they were so fun. So yeah, I highly recommend them. Okay. They just get bigger and dumber, and uh, it's the best. 
Oh, that pleases me. I'm also just on a kick of like watching like horror action films because I rewatched all the Blade movies. Those movies rule. Oh my I've god! I've only seen the first one and I barely remember it because I saw it like right when it came out. They're all on streaming, and I watched Blade, and I'm like, "Fuck, Blade is a cool ass movie." <laughs> that is so funny. Speaking of, uh, what was the last movie you watched? The last movie I watched, oh, the last movie I watched is actually something that I can't wait to discuss with you. I watched Belladonna of Sadness. Oh, I love that movie. Yeah, I I bought the Blu-ray a while ago, and then I just never got around to watching it, and then I found it in my cupboard, and I was like, oh, I'm going to pop this in. And I was just, like, astounded. I was, I don't know what I was expecting, but it, it certainly wasn't that. It was way more avant-garde than I thought it would be. I thought it was more of a traditional anime. <laughs> no, it's definitely arty. Yeah. Um, it's a 1973 animated movie, for those of you who don't know. Kind of a fantasy film uh, by... Uh, I'm going to butcher this name. Iichi Yamamoto. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> if you Google it, it just says, Adapted from Satanism and Witchcraft. <laughs> <laughs> But it's hey, it's just, our background. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's just us. Yeah. Uh, it, it's about this peasant woman who uh, this local lord uh, assaults her on her wedding night. So to get revenge, she makes a pact with the devil. And uh, I'm taking this from the Wikipedia description. He appears as an erotic sprite and transforms her into a black-robed vision of madness and desire. Yeah, and, so Satan in this looks like a, a penis. And over the course of her giving more of her soul and body to Satan, the more he looks like a penis, which I thought was very interesting. Yeah, it's on the nose, but it's pretty good. <laughs> it is. Like, that ending got me pumped, man. I was like, fuck yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because they connect it to, like, the French Revolution and shit. Like, this is yeah. kind of a spoiler. But... <laughs> Sorry. Um, but we'll put a spoiler alert. But, uh, yeah, I really uh, like this movie. I think it's beautiful, like, looking. uh, And it's just weird as hell. It is. It's very weird. Like, it does this narrative device where a woman is just singing the plot of the movie during bits of the movie, (laughs) which I absolutely adored. Like a Greek chorus. Yes. Very, very, very cool. I'm really glad I watched it. You saw it on the big screen, didn't you? Yeah, I saw it, goodness, at the Draft House, I believe. Oh, okay. How was it on the big screen? It was cool, because it was my first time seeing it. So it was just like, you get to see the giant Satan penis. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. I also... uh, I bought the Blu-ray right when it came out, and I got these, like, commemorative postcards... Or, you know what? M got it. Sorry, M and I dated for like seven years. So sometimes when they acquire media, I always forget which one of us did it because our stuff was so entwined. Uh, and and we, we don't date anymore for people who didn't know that. And we still live together. So it's just like, I don't know what's mine and what's theirs. I mean, I feel like it's collectively yours since you guys are still living together. <laughs> That's just my opinion. I guess. Well, well, for now, yeah. like we still get along and everything, so it's not like we're in danger of 
having to split our collections but it's, it's gonna be weird when i move out and so- someday and then like have to figure out like well is this my belladonna of sadness or your belladonna of sadness <laughs> i don't remember but i i do own uh, a few of these commemorative postcards i'll have to send you one. Oh please so what about you <laughs> what was the last thing you watched the last thing i watched i want to talk about a tv show okay um bend in the rules uh, <laughs> so strict these rules uh eight episodes netflix haunting of Bly manor uh one of the most beautiful sad ghost stories i've ever witnessed oh oh i think i cried like the last five episodes of <laughs> or not five episodes maybe the last four episodes just all the way through uh it's about this it's it's an adaptation of henry james's the turning of the screw oh i love that book i didn't know uh, that i i haven't read it i've only seen movie adaptations of it the innocence yeah the innocence is the one i saw first okay and really liked it i, I love the innocence really good yeah, yeah the innocence if people like if you dig black and white movies it's a good one uh not that black and white movies are bad they're all great but uh I'm just throwing out recommendations. And I don't know how our listener base is. Like, are, do you like movies? Do you like black and white movies? You better, because you're listening to Badland Girls. <laughs> <laughs> Essentially, it's about this um, au pair. Au pair? I don't know how to pronounce it. I didn't take French. I think it's au pair. An au pair who goes, she's American, and she uh, flees the country after a tragedy. And she goes to the UK to take care of these two kids, uh, the niece and nephew of this lawyer, who, like, won't visit them for a mysterious reason. And it turns out their house is just full of fucking ghosts. And it's just about how the characters deal with that and whether or not they believe that. And it's also a love story, which I'm not going to get into because I feel like the way it reveals itself is really good. Uh, And it just... It punched me in the heart. I'm just going to say. It's scary as fuck, and it punched me in the heart. See, I feel like this is such... Hearing you say that, I haven't watched either because I'm a big fail. But um, I feel like you saying that is is such a like warming feeling to me because I feel like that's such a great honor to the person who inspired said shows, which is Shirley Jackson, who wrote The Haunting of Hill House, the original book, um, because she was the master at writing absolutely devastatingly sad ghost stories. Yeah, I uh, am a big fail and haven't really read her since childhood. Um, And I'd like to go back and just revel in it. I might read The Turning of the Screw because uh, I've never read Henry James. Uh, that's weird, because I majored in English. For an old-timey book, that one's a real page-turner. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, that was a book that we cho- I chose to read, because in one section of my AP English class in high school, he had us to choose two books from a list and then write book reports on them, and that was one of the books I chose, and I'm glad I did, because I loved it. What was the other book he chose, just out of curiosity? Oh, uh, it was A Passage to India by E.M. Forrester. I've never read Which I also that. loved. Yeah, it's good. I've read Morris. 
I wish Morris was one of the books that was on there, but the only E.M. Forrester book he had on there was Passage to India. And a huge reason I chose it is because my mom is a huge E.M. Forrester fan and uh, all the books were in our house. But I'm really happy I read it because it was very beautifully written. I loved Morris. It's like a happy ending. uh, It's a gay love story with a happy ending that was written before the 40s. Isn't that amazing? Yeah, like that never happens. So book recommendations. Yeah. Kicking it old school Badland girls with the book recommendations. But yeah, please watch The Haunting of Bly Manor because I just um, was with a group of friends and they were like, or not like physically, but on a discord that I'm in. People were talking about how bad horror on television was. And I was just like, well... Clearly, you haven't watched The Haunting of Bly Manor. (laughs) (laughs) What are they watching? I'm so curious. American Horror Story. Oh, God. And fucking Nurse Ratched. And, uh, uh, I don't know. Just not good stuff, apparently. Oh, man. Yeah, I feel like I watched a series recently on Hulu that I feel like, was trying to be a kind of, like, Haunting of Hill House and Haunting of Bly Manor, and it just fell completely short, and I hated it. It was called Monsterland. Okay. See, that's funny, because one of my friends just recommended Monsterland to me. Oh, really? I hated it. That's okay. Oh, man. I might watch it, (laughs) since both of you had such differing opinions, I might watch that, and I might watch, uh, there was another one, um... TV show, TV show. I'm blanking out. Oh, Lovecraft Country, which I hear mixed things about. Like, some people love it, some people hate it. Yeah, and I have HBO Max, so I'm like, I can watch it, but I just haven't gotten around to it yet. I got the audio book, because the book seems Yeah, I have the book. I want to read the book. Yeah, I'm going to get to that eventually. I have to finish Dune first, because that's my big book project right now. Oh, did you start it? Are you liking it? Reading Dune. I'm loving it. It's, uh, I'm not that far, but... I'm reading it and listening to the audiobook kind of back and forth because uh, I had a lot of audible credits. <laughs> Neat. So I, uh, I'm i enjoying it. Uh, the movie got pushed back so I can maybe give myself time to read. If I like the first book enough, I might read a couple more in that series. I was going to ask if you... Because uh, I don't remember. We've talked about this. I know we have. But did you like the David Lynch Dune? Uh, yeah, of course. <laughs> I know that yeah. he kind of disavowed it. But it, yeah. I don't I don't care. <laughs> yeah, no, it's entertaining. It's yes. entertaining. Okay. The space! I, I mean, come on. Like... Sting is in it. I mean, <laughs> come on. <laughs> uh, Sting is in it. That's true. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, like, I have such a soft spot for it. I love the Toto soundtrack. I love everything about it. It has a really cool look. Yeah, it has a cool look, and it's a lot of fun, and it's really weird. And yeah. it's probably not the best adaptation, but I would sit and watch that right the hell now. <laughs> Same, girl. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's too funny. Okay, yeah, I just had to ask. So now it's time for... Ah, Badland Girls, that's, that's my, jam. my jam. Destiny, what's your jam? My jam is Shimmy Shimmy Ya by the L. Michelle's Affair, which is a jazz cover of the Wu Tang Clan song Shimmy Shimmy Ya. <laughs> Whoa! Where did you hear of this? 
It was just randomly on one of my... You know how Spotify does those daily mixes? Yeah. I just put one on, and it was just like a podgepodge of stuff I like and just stuff they think I'd like. And this came on, and it blew my mind. And it's from an entire... This guy uh, who runs his band, The El Michel Affair... Uh, he has two albums of Wu-Tang inspired jazz music and it's fucking great. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of Wu-Tang, and this is so weird. When I was driving to the grocery store this morning, I passed by, you know how the, everyone has the political signs out? I passed yeah. by one that said Wu-Tang for president. Oh my God. That's beautiful. <laughs> I love this weird city. <laughs> Tang for president. Yeah, no, it's got a kid chorus. It's got horns. It's uh, a fucking banger. I can't get enough of it. Well, it's awesome. Yeah, shimmy shimmy yeah. Love the original's that. pretty good too. I'm a big fan of that album, uh, Into the 37th Chamber. Kind of reminds me of Nouvelle Vague a little yeah, bit. Yeah, with the French covers. Yes. That was a good uh, project. Yeah. Cool project. Agreed. What's your jam? Oh, my jam is uh, BTS's Dynamite. (laughs) 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 Yeah. I don't know. I just, I was watching a Try Guy video where they took a quiz to find out which BTS member they were. And Eugene, uh, the Korean... uh, member of the Try Guys was like introducing them to BTS videos and I'm like man some of these sound cool so I decided to watch the Dynamite video which is their latest song and their first song fully in English man that song slaps it rules I have not heard it yet I've listened to a bit of BTS because I was like what's this BTS I keep hearing a lot uh, I hear I hear their youngians yes so you know I had to get into the youngian k-pop band <laughs> can't resist the call Oh, man. Uh, yeah, because apparently they just put a lot of, like, Jungian concepts in their music, um, which is hilarious, considering they're just, like, really dancey music. Uh, I don't. They're also they're talented dancers. The, the dancing is mesmerizing. Like, if you don't care about this kind of music, at least look up a video just to see all the dancing, because the yeah. dancing is, like, hypnotic. Oh, God, right? So the dynamite dancing is obviously heavily influenced by... 70s dance moves and Michael Jackson and it is it's kind of like a disco kind of infused pop song and the the music video is adorably retro and I I just like find myself so mesmerized it's like apparently when you have more than four members in a group and you have like seven dudes dancing in a triangle it's like you join a cult and you can't look away from the screen (laughs) It does put you in a trance. I yeah. don't know what it is about. I, I think it is. I think it's the mem- the uh, number of members that yeah. make it <laughs> so captivating. It is. And then, of course, uh, BTS, if, if you don't know, which I'm sure you do, but they have, like, a gigantic fan base globally. And so because of this, they have, like, eight different versions of the music video on YouTube right now. So they have... <laughs> They have the ones that I cycle through. Yes, I cycle through a few. So the first one is just the official music video. The second one is a bunch of just them dance moves and then some outtakes included. And the third one is just them in street clothes in a rehearsal space 
practicing the dance, which is my like my favorite one. That's cool. I need to listen to this. I yeah. uh, I knew they had a new single out. I didn't realize what was going on. I'm, I wouldn't call myself a member of the army. Oh, me either. The, BT- the BTS <laughs> army, because you have to be pretty hardcore. But like, I know a few people that are, and they are hardcore. Yeah, I really liked it. I think it's a really uh, upbeat song, and I've been listening to it whenever I need to like cheer myself up. I just turn on my my cult trance BTS dynamite video, and then I just feel at peace. <laughs> <laughs> That's beautiful. That's lovely. Oh, man. It's too funny. Excuse yep. me. I just burped into the mic. It oh, well, I didn't, I didn't hear it, so I think you're okay. <laughs> it was kind of a low burp. I had a lot of coffee. We're watching... Um, Invasion of the Body Snatchers for repertory screenings. And Which one? Which one? Uh, the Donald Sutherland one. Oh my god, yes. I've never seen it. This is my first time seeing it. Uh, but anyway, we're watching it in pieces because yesterday M fell asleep when we tried to watch it and then we started it this morning. <laughs> uh, that's not what you're supposed to do during the Body Snatchers invasion, though. That's bad. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's, it's bad. I'm not supposed to... Yeah, I need to watch it in all all in one sitting, but we just it's been a weird uh, couple of days, so no. we're just watching it in pieces. No, it's fine. But uh, man, I let me just tell you, I'd be taken over by those aliens so quick. I fall asleep at the drop of a hat now. Yeah, no, me too. <laughs> me too. I went to bed at like eight o'clock last night. Well. Like, one of my friends texted me, and she was like, hey, we're playing Stardew Valley. Want to play? And I was, like, <laughs> asleep. I I missed it because I fell asleep so early. I'm just so old. No, it's fine. You're fine. <laughs> I just really like to sleep, too. That's, like, the difference between me when I was younger and me now is I actually enjoy sleeping. Yeah. I, I think one of the things I've realized since the pandemic started is that um, uh, my night owl has returned. I feel like I kind of had it beat out of me uh, when I was going to work at 7, 15 every day. But now that um, I can stay up and I don't have to drive anywhere in the morning, it's like, oh, yeah, Rhea, remember you used to stay up until the wee hours of the morn. That's oh, the- I'm so the opposite. That's so funny. Because I get up earlier now to go to work. Cause really? Because I'm like, working late. Yeah. So I changed my hours oh, wow. when we all started working from home. So I, I used to go in at uh, 9. And now I go I, I clock in at 7.30. So I actually get up earlier and clock out earlier. Wow. So I can't do a late night. Like, I'd love to. I, and I am a night owl, like, at my core. But, woof. Hasn't happened in months now. No. So I kind of funny when you brought up Dune. I kind of wanted to talk about this book because I've been kind of like focused on this one book I read this month, and I want to just blab about it. Sure. So it's called Mexican Gothic, and it's by. (gasps) Oh what? 
I just want to read that. You're, uh, okay, so somebody at work was like, this book gave me nightmares. And I was like, what was it? And they were like, Mexican Gothic. And I'm like, oh, it's on my list now. Yeah. So Mexican Gothic is written by Silvia Moreno Garcia. And it is like a book that's obviously influenced by like Rebecca and like some other kind of like Gothic uh, romances slash horror stories of uh, that time period. But it's uniquely its own thing. And I just feel like the author has such a beautiful way with words and I don't want to spoil too much since you said you're going to read it, but like, it's so not your traditional ghost story and it's really unique and original and very touching as well. Like I, I was just blown away at how good and original it was. I thought it was so cool. I checked out all her other books from the library because I really want to get into reading her other fiction because I just think she's a really, a really strong kind of like genre writer. I'm going to read this very soon because uh, okay. I've heard nothing but good things about it. Yeah, it blew me away. Like, I was expecting to read it and be like, yeah, this was good. And I will admit when I started it, I was like, yeah, it's pretty good. I was amazed with her her prose. I was like, well, her prose is very good. But then, like, halfway through, I'm like, this is the best book I've ever read. <laughs> and I was just like, I was just so blown away. I just, it was such a unique kind of like cool concept and it is very creepy very very spooky oh i haven't read a good spooky book in a while oh man you'd love this one i'm gonna read it like oh maybe i'll wait to finish dune and just pick this up <laughs> yeah yeah for sure because it's it seems to be calling me <laughs> yeah she wrote some so the other book that I wanted to read by her was like a vampire novel that she wrote. All of her books take place in Mexico, even though I think she lives in Canada now. And uh, so I wanted to read this Mexican vampire book she wrote a while ago. It, it was really acclaimed at the time. Uh, it's called Certain Dark Things. It was really acclaimed when it came out, but then it fell out of print. And because of the popularity of Mexican Gothic, it's uh, coming back into print next year. And she also has a thriller Yay. called like Untamed Shores and a couple of like fantasy speculative novels, uh, Gods of Jade and Shadow and The Beautiful Ones. Okay, which ones are you going to read next? Uh, I'm probably going to hit up certain dark things next, the vampire one, because I'm just on a vampire kick lately. And then I'll probably just uh, go from, just pick and choose from there. What's your favorite vampire movie? What's my favorite vampire movie? Oh, shit. Man, that's a good question. Uh, let me think. What's honestly. your favorite vampire movie? Because now. <laughs> uh, uh, I really like Daughters of Darkness, which is the 70s movie. Uh, it's essentially just bisexual, predatory vampire lady. Um, <laughs> is that a hammer film? No, it's, it's okay. um, I don't know who did it, but it's a European film. It's on Criterion right now for their 70s horror collection, if you have the Criterion channel. Um, otherwise, I don't think it's streaming anywhere else, but it's one of my favorite movies. Uh, I, I like vampire movies. Uh, Velvet Vampire is really good. Uh, any Carmilla adaptation, I'm kind of there. Theodore Dreiser's Vampire. I really like Nosferatu. Um, The Hunger. I love The Hunger. See, I haven't seen The Hunger. 
You would sad. love it. I'm so sad. <laughs> it's okay. No, it's good. It's Susan Sarandon and David Bowie. Yeah. Uh, the Only Lovers Left Alive. Yeah, I do love The Only vibe. Lovers Left Alive. If you like that, you'll love The Hunger. It's a very, very similar vibe. Okay. I really like the first ones I was drawn to when you asked me that question were vampire movies where the vampire isn't your traditional kind of like sultry, blood-sucking one. So Sleepwalkers, uh, the Stephen King written movie. Oh, that's a good uh, one. And also uh, Captain Kronos Vampire Hunter, which was a mid-70s Hammer film uh, where the vampire is uh, very different than some of the vampires you see in other Hammer films. And I like that one a lot as well. That's cool. I, uh, yeah, a lot of the Hammer ones I've seen are the lesbian vampire ones. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, remember when we went to go see Twins of Evil? That movie ruled. Twins of Evil was so good. Uh, yeah, that is yes. really up there on my list. <laughs> um, <laughs> Mine too. I was going to say, oh, shit, no, I lost it. Never mind. <laughs> uh, I'm sleepy. But yeah, oh, no, I I love a 70s vampire flick. There's something about him. Oh, have you ever seen Andy Warhol's Dracula? That's what I was going to say. Uh, no, I've seen Andy Warhol's Frankenstein, but not his Dracula. You got to see his Dracula. There's this great scene where he, he can only have virgin blood. Oh, and really? Accidentally, yeah, that's like the weird lore thing in this. And he accidentally takes the blood of a non-virgin. And there's like a 20-minute scene of him just puking. I'm not surprised because Frankenstein, his Frankenstein is just as fucking weird. Oh, man. I will yeah, say, like, oh, man. Like, I'm Blade is going up there, too, man. The first Blade movie. Uh, the beginning sequence of Blade. A what? Sorry? I just said it's time for me to revisit. Yeah. The, first, the opening sequence of the first Blade movie rules. So it's Tracy Lord's already the best movie ever. And she's Legend. leading... <laughs> She's leading a human into a rave nightclub in a oh, in a yeah. meatpacking factory freezer that's full of vampires. <laughs> and then while they're raving, all of a sudden, blood comes out of the sprinklers and all the vampires just start going bananas. And then this human guy realizes the shit he's in, right? So he's trying to mm-hmm. crawl away. And then all of a sudden, you see Blade's black boots. And then... It pans up to Wesley Snipes, who is cool as shit in this movie, by the way. And you hear all these vampires who are like, oh my god, the Daywalker, the Daywalker. And then he just fucking goes to town. (laughs) Such a great (laughs) opening sequence. Oh, speaking of vampire movies, I also like What We Do in the Shadows. I thought that movie was great. Yes! That movie's fabulous. uh, Have you you watched the TV adaptation that Hulu's doing? No, I haven't watched it yet. I hear good things. Okay. No, I have I have not. I have not. I was curious, but yeah, that movie was fantastic. I know. Like the my favorite part of that movie is there's that sequence where they they lure that one guy who ends up becoming a vampire and he's like running through the house and it's actually kind of scary for a comedy movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know what my favorite scene of that movie is? It's No, when, tell me. It's, it's when he's teaching them about the internet. And they're just, they're looking up sun, sunrises on YouTube. And then he's like, yeah, you can just put anything into Google and you can find it. And one of them is like, I lost a scarf in 1817. <laughs> <laughs> or whatever. 
Yeah. That oh shit. That movie, because that's the kind of shit I would be doing if I was oh, a vampire, man. just trying to like catch up on the technology <laughs> and trying to understand how the and looking up sunsets online or sunrises. Yes. Because <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen one in so long. Oh shit. Oh man. Yeah, I really like the. The kind of, like, vampire movies can just run the gamut of just, like, so many different types of things. And I think that's what makes it such a wonderful kind of monster movie is, you know, you can have your sultry ones and then you can have, like, super funny ones and then just, like, super scary ones, too. But I find myself, like... Oh, go ahead. I was just going to say, and some of them can be kind of emotional, like, uh, Near Dark has kind of got an emotional beat with the family. and yeah. uh, I yeah. agree. Yeah, I just love to see what people do with vampire lore. I just watched two uh, Vampires versus the Bronx, which is such a great kids movie, by the way. Um, I've heard good things. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. This is the podcast where I'm just like, I've heard good things. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I was really uh, I really like that movie quite a bit. It's I think it's rated R because I know they dropped the f bomb in there, but it reminded me a lot of Monster Squad, like the the same kind of energy that Monster Squad had. That's a great movie. So, yes. yeah, I'm on board already. Yeah. I really... Oh, and there was something else I wanted to bring up, too, that I forgot. This is just going to be spooky thing chat, because the other thing I wanted to talk about was I hated Monsterland, but Hulu had something else called Bite Size Halloween, where it's just 27 th- two- to three-minute short films that are spooky. And... It's like, it only takes up like, like what, 30, 45 minutes of your time. And even though some were stronger than others, uh, I couldn't, I didn't really hate any of them because they were just so short, you really couldn't. But the best one was one called First Date and Hari Neff was in it. And that one had the strongest concept to me. Ooh, I love Hari Neff. Yeah, she was wearing a suit and she looked hot as shit. She's. That's because she is hot as shit. She's just a hot model. Like, that, that's kind of what she does. And she's, yeah. she's, she's an actress as well. And I, I that's my wife. Yeah. <laughs> hers was I. Hers was one of my favorites. I really liked hers. I was, uh, I think you'd like that one too, a lot. So. Okay, bite-sized Halloween? Yeah. On Hulu? Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, I noticed every streaming service has got their, like, October slate, and some are, like, kicking it out of the park. Like, Criterion's really good. Mm. Uh, HBO Max's would be good if they weren't all movies I've already seen. Yeah. They have all the Alien movies, and they have uh, just, they have a lot, but, like, nothing new for me. Um, Shudder's lineup was really good. Uh, Yeah, there's a lot of interesting cool stuff on streaming right now for spooky season and i know it's almost over now and i'm gonna be sad when it's all gone yeah me too but i'm still gonna continue on (laughs) just watching horror movies till the end of the year oh it's how we truly make america great yes watch horror movies (laughs) exactly (laughs) year round christmas gonna watch krampus I think I'm going to watch for Christmas. Uh, I think I'm going to watch all of the Black Christmases that, that have been released. I think there's three. Oh, yeah. There so, is a third one. We, I saw the first yeah. two. Uh, the original yeah. uh, Black Christmas is one of my favorite movies. I know. I've never seen it. <laughs> oh, you'll love it. It's great. Didn't we see the uh, the first remake together? 
Um, no, I don't. You know what? Maybe we did. I can't remember. I saw it with a group of friends. I just don't remember which friends. (laughs) I want to say that might have been before we knew each other, though. Oh, okay. Yeah, because so, I saw it Christmas Day with some friends. And, okay. Uh, it's it's not terrible, but the original's better. Yeah. Yeah. Christmas. Yeah, we don't celebrate Thanksgiving on Bowling Girls. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't care about it. Like, I, I get sick of the food really fast. Oh, girl, same. The meaning the meaning of it isn't there for me because I think it's racist. Yes. Um, I like pie. I like pie. <laughs> And I, I, I like knowing what the new Thanksgiving Day Parade balloons are. Like, there was that year Goku was a balloon. That was cool. <laughs> Dude, I forgot about that. I, yeah, that I really want to make that, that a thing I do this year is to watch that parade. I, uh, you know, the funny thing is, I always miss it because I sleep in. Yeah. But. <laughs> well, every year Tracy year. says, oh, I got up early to watch the parade with my mom. And I'm like, man, if Tracy can get up early to watch the parade with her mom, I can drag my house ass out of bed to watch this parade (laughs) yeah i don't i don't know why i just thanksgiving has never been a big one for me if like my family did like a big dinner maybe i would be excited to go to that but i'm not going to any gathering right now so (laughs) right i'm like just gonna order village in yeah dude i'm gonna be pressed against my window looking into another house's family at their eating thanksgiving dinner together all I want is mashed potatoes. Dude, this is why we're the best of friends, because <laughs> that is also all I want. Yeah, I don't care about anything. I like I just want mashed potatoes <laughs> and a good pumpkin pie and I'm set. Like I'm totally set. I'll get some tofurkey cutlets and just like mm-hmm. have the most minimal dinner because I don't want leftovers at all. Yeah. <laughs> that's been our thanksgiving minute yes we're gonna wrap up on our thanksgiving minute i think yeah i think so too uh yes jo- join us next week where i think we're talking about what what i want to be the last movie in our white women movie club <laughs> uh i'll get her i'll get her back we just have to take a break and then we're gonna uh, come back <laughs> Yeah, it's it's Steel Magnolias, which was really good in my opinion, but uh, Bria hasn't watched it yet. So when we uh, we will reconvene once she's watched it, yes, and uh, talk about whether or not we want to continue this silly club. (laughs) 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 Uh, But until then, uh, yeah, we are the Battling Girls. We are signing off episode seven. I don't know why I feel like we have to reintroduce ourselves like the Bodega Boys or something. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) We don't have an official. I guess we have a sign off, but it's not us doing our names. I don't know what I'm doing. Uh, It's you know I'm rusty. No, it's fine. (laughs) But anyway, have a good couple of weeks, everyone, and we will talk to you soon. But until next time. Always, always pizza, pizza rolls, <laughs> pizza rolls. <laughs> <laughs>